culture and community are pillars of project-based learning. And this applies to you too as a learner, an adult learner. You need to be learning in community. We have you covered. We have an online community. And in this online community, it is different than anyone you've ever experienced. We have a whole section that's filled with resources and courses. You or your teachers can devour those individually, whatever pace you'd like. On the other side, we have a community that's interactive and just in time. Within these communities, we have rooms for content areas, rooms for PBL experience. Maybe you've never even taken a PBL jumpstart yet. We've got a room for you. We want to help you out right where you're at. Maybe you're PBL certified and you're really looking to innovate someplace different. We have a room for that. We've got tuning protocols. When you ask a question, you will not get crickets. You'll actually get an answer, guaranteed. So go to the show notes, check out the online community. We've got it split out where teachers can look at it. What are the benefits? Administrators, what are the benefits for your school and your staff? Do not PBL alone. You also need to be in community. Welcome to the PBL Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stoyer, CEO of Magnify Learning, and I love project-based learning. I've seen it change the lives of countless learners. I had a thousand learners that went through my classroom that got PBL. Um, I've seen it transform schools within a school, whole schools, uh, charter schools, private, public, a little bit of everybody, big schools, small schools, uh, rural schools, urban schools. We've got some kind of a, a model that we can show you in every different type of environment. So I can pretty confidently say that project-based learning would work for you and for your teachers and for your students. Your students would be all about it because they're looking for a why in their learning. And it's usually the adults that have to make a few shifts because it's not how we grew up with our learning. And a lot of teachers like myself included, like I did really well in high school in a traditional school. I went on to Purdue and made a few bad choices, but I could have done really well uh, in a lecture hall of 800. Like I could just listen and then regurgitate that information just fine. Again, in, uh, in engineering, I was first I was an industrial engineer and that was ridiculously hard. And I think I had like a 2.8, uh, but then I moved to education. And honestly, this is maybe this is why we're in the works. Maybe it's a good story, but it became pretty traditional learning at that point. And I got 3.95 there, right? So, but I didn't really learn, you know, how I wanted to teach. Like I moved from engineering into education because I wanted to teach in a way that helped kids understand the, the world of industry and to understand new opportunities. And I wasn't seeing that in a traditional classroom. So that's why I went to project-based learning. All that to say, if you're looking for PBL, whether you're just starting out, trying to get some new ideas and figure out what's going on here, We've got resources for you there. Uh, if you're a veteran PBLer and you're looking to innovate and find community, you're in the right place too. Because you could start from anywhere from, from like a book study on PBL Simplified. You can get some educators together and start talking about PBL. Or you could jump right into our online community, whether you're a principal or a teacher. And you can start communicating and collaborating with other PBL educators. All that to say is that I'm really excited about PBL and Today, we're talking about goals. So if you're a visionary leader, you're in the right place, but you probably need some goals slash habits. And if you're on YouTube watching this, you're gonna get a few extra drawings, a few extra scribbles to back up our conversation. If you're listening on the podcast, you're gonna be just fine too, because we'll talk through it. So however you wanna do your learning, but we're gonna talk about goals, and then I'm actually gonna connect those with habits, because that's where some of my best learning, I think, has come around in the last 
I don't know, five years or so, as I just continually look for the best way to implement and be efficient and effective in my life and in the work that I do. So I tend to gravitate towards two specific influencers. So for goals, I talk to Dan Miller. Dan Miller is a good friend. He wrote New York Times bestselling author of 48 Days to the Work You Love. He wrote the foreword to my book, PBL Simplified. And he was just the perfect transition to talk about from the workplace into education and why things need to be different. So great person to take on the forward of my book. Really appreciate him doing that. Many thanks, Dan. Um, and I love his goal setting formulas because he's very intentional. He's very detailed. And it really revolves around your passion as a person. Like, what are the things that get you excited? So if you're a principal, you're also a person. Your assistant superintendent, same thing. You also have a you're a person and you have things that get you fired up and things that you don't, right? So Dan's really great at finding the work that you love or being in the work that you love and you know finding joy in it. So I really like Dan's materials. At the same time, on the other side of habits, um, you know, we're going to look at James Clear and his work in Atomic Habits, another great book. I should put Dan's on here too. So this is 48 Days. If you go to 48days.com, you can get all of Dan's resources. We'll put those in the show notes for you though to make it real easy. And Dan has a whole process that he takes you through. And he's a big fan of the DISC profile. I am as well. There are a lot of personality profiles out there, whether it's Enneagram, Myers-Briggs, DISC. I like the DISC. I'm a, a DI, high DI. Uh, so that means that I'm going to drive things, right? I'm going to drive things pretty hard. And I'm going to do it in a way that's extroverted and that's relational, right? So which is kind of interesting because I'm actually an introvert, I think, if we really look at it. But in the positions of leadership that I'm in, it tends to bring out the I. Now, the S and the C of DISC is going to be more your detail-oriented person and the consistency, which are super valuable in the world. They're just super low on my area of, of personality. So I tend to surround myself as a team with people that have those gifts. I've also done enough professional development that I'm developing those skills. Some of those come from from James Clear work in Atomic Habits of creating some habits around uh, those detail-oriented pieces because we still need those if we're really going to be changing things. It's There aren't a whole lot of positions where you can just be a visionary dreamer and you're just dreaming all day. So Dan's going to give you the very specific you know, kind of smart goal type scenario, specific. And he's going to wrap your heart to that. That probably should have been red. So I'm going to put some red on there, right? So he's going to get your heart involved uh, along with your work. Dan also is a big believer that we should be doing work. We should be producing things, right? But we want to do it in a way that is inspired, which is why I love Dan. So he's going to give us inspired work to do that relates to our gifts, our talents. So um, he likes us to to have that work that's super purposeful. That's a word that Dan likes to use. I'm going to put that right here at the top too, that it's purposeful. So to transition these ideas, actually, if you use some James Clear terminology, he's going to say that goals over here are the flag, right? So it's the flag of where we're going. And then habits are going to be the path that gets us there on the day-to-day. So these are the things that we're going to commit to. And I think it's worth going through the Atomic Habits book. And if you've never read it, you should. Um, well, I shouldn't say you should. 
I found a lot of value in the Atomic Habits book. So Atomic Habits, again, we'll put it in the show notes. Atomic Habits, and James Clear is going to bring out very clear paths to creating new habits. So one of my favorites, because we're trying to create the habit before we actually get the full reward of some of these things. So one of the interesting ones that I think is the gym. I, I like to use the gym because uh, it's it's pretty clear. Like some of our work in education is not as clear as we'd like it to be. Yet we're still pushing that boulder uphill, um, and it's very relational. So, but at the gym, said so if you're looking to to start going to the gym, the first thing you should do is you should pick a time. So let's say you're going to go at five five a.m. You're going to get up and go to the gym. So that means the night before, you're going to put out your clothes. You're going to put out your shoes the night before. So then you get up you are a person that goes to the gym. So to prove that to yourself, and this is some atomic habits language, you're going to put your shoes out at 5 a.m. You're going to go to the gym and you're going to open the door. You're going to go in and then you're going to come right back out. And you're going to do that for like two weeks. And you're going to say, I feel like I'm not getting in shape. And that's That might be right. Like you're not really getting in shape. What you're doing is you're developing the habit of someone that goes to the gym. People that go to the gym, get up at 5 a.m., they grab their shoes, they grab their gym clothes, and they go to the gym. So if you're not going to the gym, you're not a person that goes to the gym. So the first thing you're going to do is establish this perception of yourself, this identity of someone that goes to the gym. Well, how do you do that? You do that by going to the gym. And then once this is established, you have you figured out how to get to work on time. Right, you figure out how to pack each day to make sure you're not forgetting things. So you're not like, oh, I would go to the gym, but every time I go to the gym, I end up losing stuff. You don't want that. So after two weeks, you've figured a lot of these things out. Then you should probably start working out. So now you're going to work out, but you've built this habit of going to the gym. Once you have the habit of going to the gym, working out is actually easy. It's much easier. It's all the different things around that, right? Getting your work clothes ready. If you're going directly from the gym to work, then you've got to get work clothes ready. You have to shower there. There's a whole set of things that need to happen that are really pretty complicated processes that you're going to get ready in this first habit of going to the gym. And you're going to do that for all the different habits that you're going to bring into the new year. So here on this side with Dan, you're going to list all the different flags that you want, all the different goals. And you're going to have family goals in here. You're going to have, well, I should do the pyramid. You're going to have you goals, family goals, staff goals, student goals, or learner goals, right? The, for, for your pyramid, you're going to do all these different goals. Now, don't overgoal yourself. There's only so much you can do. And I think the way that you curb this, or you at least make it come to light, is now I'm going to ask you to move it over here and turn it into habits that you're going to create each day. So let's just say we leave this gym one on here or some kind of a health because you have to be a healthy leader. Otherwise, you're not going to make it. We need you here 10 years from now. Your best work is 10 years out because you're getting better every day. So you're going to have some kind of a, a gym or a health goal right here for you. And then for your family, you're going to say, we're going to do a game night. And you're not going to do every Friday night because you have to go to football games. So you're going to think through that. Game night is going to be Wednesday. So every Wednesday night, you're going to figure out a way that you're going to make sure that you leave on time. You never miss game night. Now, when we say never, actually don't say never, right? You're going to try not to miss game night, but you're going to track this. So you're going to know at the end of the first quarter, like how many times out of, let's say that there's going to be 12 of those, there's going to be 12 game nights. And let's say that you hit 10 of them. 
you're going to say, wow, that's that's pretty good. That's way better than before. Or maybe you've never tracked it before. So now you have a baseline. So that's going to be your family. For staff, you're going to do, you're going to be in one classroom, at least one classroom every day. And maybe you pick three, whatever you want to do, but don't over-select, right? Because this is a habit. You're going to do it every day. And then for students, you're going to have lunch with a student once a week. Once a week, you're going to talk to students, right? So you're, so you're going to create these habits. And if you pick too many goals, you have way too many habits. You're going to look at that habit list and be like, this doesn't actually even fit in a 24-hour period. This is impossible. Because when you're picking habits, these are things you're going to do every single day over and over again, which is great because once you establish the habits, habits you have now established success. Because if you do these things, you know what the equation says that you've got success. I mean, let me create an equation for that because I'm geeky enough to do that. So once you establish your goals and you're like, yes, these are my goals, then let's say we're going to multiply this by your habits. That's going to equal success. And you might say, well, Ryan, what if I don't do the things? Like, what if I don't do the habits? It's like, what if I've got these really neat goals? Cause I do that every year, but then I don't hit the habits maybe, but at least if you track them, then when you get to the habits next time, and let's say that you just track this weekly, monthly, you're going to look at it every month. You're going to reflect. Then you can look at these goals. You can adjust them. That's why they're in red. And you're still going to lead towards success because you're not going to give up. Now, the tricky part, and I think this is where Atomic Habits uh, wins in some ways when you're doing this goals versus habits piece, is that when you get to goals, you can say, well, I did not. I didn't meet that goal. I give up, you know, and there's some date in like early February where most people have given up on their goals. They bought the gym membership, but they never went. But if you're working on these habits, then you have record of because you've kept track of them. And it's really, really simple. You just get a note piece of notebook paper and a ruler. Right. And you literally just put them out here. You're going to put gym and you're going to say yes or no. Right. Or check mark or X check mark or X, right? And you're just going to check through. Did you drink enough water? Maybe that's one of your new goals, right? Game night. That's only Wednesdays, right? So this is like not applicable, but you hit it. Good work. You made it to game night. Yeah, right. You should celebrate that. And you'll just track these just in the back of a journal, back of a notebook, piece of paper. Do not make it too difficult. Some of you are going to say, well, I really like spreadsheets. I'll make it a spreadsheet. Like solid maybe on that because I love spreadsheets too, but that Google spreadsheet is really easy to ignore. Make it as easy as possible, right? And then it's going to have to be a habit, right? So this is one of your habits is tracking your habits. So keep that in mind. So when you're looking at goals, we'll we'll link some of these things in the, in the show notes. You're going to look at Dan Miller's inspirational who are you? What do you want to do? What do you value? What's your purpose? Why are you on the planet? You're going to connect your goals to those types of big ideas because your goals are big and you need to be inspired. Then you're going to look at James Clear. You say, hi, James. And he's going to say, let me help you with habits. And you're going to create these small habits that lead up to big success. James Clear talks about getting 1% better every day. And that's absolutely worth it. So instead of like goals can kind of be yes, no, like you made it or you didn't, right? And that can be detrimental because you can give up on those and say, well, I'm not going to do that anymore. But habits are incremental, right? Because they're incremental, you can grow. So you track these for the first month and then you say, hey, I need to adjust. And then you look at them again the next month 
right? And you see where you hit it and where you didn't. And you can see that you're getting better. Every time you put a check mark, you're voting for the person that you want to be. You're voting for the person you want to be, someone who's healthy, someone who's growing, someone who's respected by their staff and their students. So don't skip this process, right? We've talked about the reflective piece. We've talked about deep work and carving out some time for yourself. You need to do this either before that next semester starts, or if you're seeing this later, you can middle of January. There's nothing that says that you have to have your goals and habits established by January 1. So I don't care where you're at in your year, really. If you don't have this, you need to stop and start this. You can start to incrementally get better. And this is going to be a process. Once it's successful for you, you can share with your family, you can share with your staff, you can share with your students. And now you're all incrementally getting better and your vision is coming to fruition and amazing things are happening. You're absolutely going to love it. So thank you for tuning in to the PBL Simplified Podcast. Yes, you are here for project-based learning, PD, for vision and how to implement those things. We've got a ton of those resources. We also need you to be the best possible leader that you can be so that you can lead this movement. As you do that, you're going to be fulfilling your vision and you will, in fact, lead inspired. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the PBL Simplified Podcast. I appreciate you. I'm honored that you tune in each week. Would you please take two minutes to leave a rating and a review? When you leave a review, it lets the next person know that this is a podcast worth listening to. When they go into their player and search project-based learning and PBL Simplified popped up, when they see those reviews, they know that high-quality visionary leaders are listening. So they tune in too, and they can find their way into the PBL journey. Thank you so much for leaving a review. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. Thank you.